The following message is from the North Shore Christian Centre MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about North Shore Christian Centre is available at www.nscc.org.au. I want to share with you this morning three things that my mum taught me. Just this whole generational blessing thing. This generational, because the, the history with me is this, is that my grandparents got saved back in Italy in 1939, 1940, back in Mussolini's days. And my grandfather then became a pastor and he passed, and my grandmother passed faith on to my mother. And, and in actual fact, my grandparents were involved in my father's conversion. He got saved under my, my maternal grandfather's ministry. And so he, he was a great man, loved the Lord as well. But my mother, if, if, if she was brought up in a different era where, where they believed in women in ministry, in those days they didn't believe in women in ministry, she would have definitely been a pastor, no doubt whatsoever. She's just so passionate about God. So then she passed on faith to me. And one of the things that my mother taught me was Jesus first. That's probably the greatest lesson. I, I don't know if I know a greater God lover than my mother. She just, there's just something about, about the way she loves God is unbelievable. She lives by herself. Dad died 15 years ago. She lives by herself and she prays all the time. So she gets up maybe five o'clock in the morning. It's still dark and she's praying. You know who she's praying? She's praying for me. She's praying for this church. She's praying for you. Then you know what? Sometimes she says, she says, do you know when I'm praying sometimes, it's almost like I can feel God caressing my face. And I thought, wow, that's awesome. I've never, never sort of even come close to experiencing something like that. But she says, I just feel God constantly saying to me, I love you so much. And that intimacy that still inspires me to this day. That intimacy with Jesus. You know, I, as, as a pastor, I meet a lot of people that are Christians. A lot of people that know theology. A lot of people that go to church and do the religious things. But to be a God lover is at another level. See, to be a God lover is more than just being saved. It's more than just having theology. It's having intimate relationship with God. And there's just something powerful about that. See, see, even in the 12 disciples that Jesus had, not all of them were God lovers. But who stands out out of the 12 as the biggest God lover? John the Beloved. Why is that? Because he's the one that put his head on Jesus' breast. Well, what was that all about? Hey, it's not as if, Jesus said, John, you're the only one. It's just that he sought him out more. John the Beloved was the one that just, there was just something about his personality type. There was something about the way that he did life that said, oh, Jesus, I just want to be so close to you. Just so close to you. That's what my mother taught me, Jesus first. Let me tell you the second thing my mother taught me. It's family first. I thought you said Jesus first. Well, you know what? I, I never, ever felt that there was this divergence between God and family. I never felt it was Jesus first and family second. The way that she did it, 
it always came across as Jesus first, family first. So how do you work that one out? I don't know, but she managed to. So, so, so it was like, well, we're a family, so we all go to church. Well, we're a family and we all pray together. We're a family and we all read the Bible. We're a family. And, we do. and so she, she was able to combine the whole Jesus first and family first and put it together. And I never felt that I came second because Jesus was first. And I never felt that Jesus came second because family was first. But it always was made to feel like Jesus first, family first. I just think that's a powerful thing to be able to learn when we do our priorities, that we can get our priorities so in order that it always comes across Jesus first, family first. And so, so the, probably the three things that were always available from my mom when it came to family first was provision. I tell you, we grew up with the best food, Italian food. I'm telling you, it was just, our fridge was always full with the best affair. They were migrants. They came to Australia, you know, with nothing, and they built a livelihood for themselves here. Uh, Dad worked hard and, um, and knew how to save. There was just, they never spent all their income. They just had this idea of, we know how to do life and, and save. And so, so when mum arrived in Australia about seven or eight years after dad arrived, dad had enough money saved to buy a house cash cash. Now that was 1959 when I was born and cash back then and buying a house back then is nowhere near as difficult. But after seven or eight years of work, you had enough money to buy a house in Newcastle, cash. And so for the first time in my mother's life, she had money and it was just an amazing thing. And so, but, but you know what? They never squandered their money. They were, they were always, yeah, the amazing thing is they never went out to restaurants. And not always at the restaurants because they'd work it out and they say one restaurant meal equals food for one week. Um, why would we do that? Hello, why would we do that? That's 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 their mindset. Anne and I, we we just brought up in a different mindset, so we're at restaurants all the time. But and it's part, I suppose, of being in the ministry. But in there, and so so to, to give my mum a treat, I take her out to a restaurant. And it's like oh, this is so expensive. Just don't worry about it, Mum. It's a treat. Yeah, but we could buy food for a week for this. And it's okay, Mum. It's a treat. I have to do it every day. It's just relax, enjoy it. Okay. So every mouthful is savored when it's treated like that. Wow. And so we'd have our friends come around, and they're used to jam sandwiches, and they come to our place, and that have the spaghetti, that have the lasagna, that have all that sort of stuff, and and it was just. Part, we just thought that was normal. Provision was normal in our house, and we were just incredibly blessed. The other thing that was always available for us was protection. I'm telling you, when you've got a mum that loves her kids, that owns a shovel and an axe, <laughs> you don't mess with that mama. Oh, my goodness. It was really funny. I, I preached in Newcastle at Church 180 on, on Friday night, and I took my mum with me. It was part of the Mother's Day. She's come with me. She's on the front row. She's treated like a, like a queen, as she ought to be at 77. And so I, I told him the story of, you know, when I was being bullied as a seven-year-old. You, you guys all know the story. And mum's on the front row where 
where this bully is chasing me, not far from my home. And so I'm screaming, running at home, you know, mom, mom. And she sees this bully chasing me, wanting to bash me. She turns into a wild woman. (laughs) My petite, sedate mum that most people don't know has got a shovel and an axe in the backyard. She looks very demure, uh, very petite. But you touch your kids and you've got a wild woman. And so, and so I just saw this, my mother, you know, basically just become wild and turn towards this bully and glares at him with the eyes. And, and this is the thing that, that the Italians have a mannerism when they're angry. And the mannerism is where they bite, they bite into this finger and they go like this. Have you, have you seen that? You've seen that? With that? They, and it's just this anger. And she turns to this kid and she pulls a finger out. You touch my son, I kill you. I kill you. <laughs> this bully sees this woman. He turns on his heels and starts running. And my mom's chasing him down the road, screaming at him, you touch my son, I kill you, I kill you. I'm sitting back watching and saying, that's my mom. (laughs) Protection, provision, protection. Let me tell you the third thing that was always available at home was praise. Do you know, I grew up believing that I could do anything. My mom would keep telling me that I'm the smartest kid on the planet. She believed that. She honestly believed that her son was the smartest kid on the planet. I was bilingual by the time I was seven. I I would interpret. I would actually be taken to be a translator for my relatives when they came from Italy, migrated to Australia. Eight, nine years of age, I was a translator. Well, my mum thought it was brilliant. I was pretty good at arithmetic. So back in those days, they didn't have calculators. So she, whenever I go shopping with her, she'd give me the list and say, what does this come to? And I was able to calculate math- arithmetically what, what, what the bill was. Well, she, I mean, we're talking, my mother never went to school. She was brought up in an era where, why would you educate a woman? Hello. In southern Italy, after the war, it was, why would you spend money educating a woman? Now, please, I don't believe that at all, you know. Uh, not at all, but that was the... Me- and, and she resented that, that she was never able to go to school. And so her whole attitude was, my, school, my kids can go to school until they're old people if they want to, and I'll do whatever I can to educate them because I want them to have what I didn't have. And so, you know, I, I learned arithmetic and I was able to back before the calculators, do all of the calculations, and it was pretty spot on. And she was very impressed with that, let me tell you. She also believed that, that I was a gift from God to her. What an incredible thing to grow up believing in yourself so much that you believe that you're God's gift to your parents rather than a pain in the neck and an imposition. And so when I, when I started at 18 years of age, entering, in, going to Bible school into ministry, my mum would say to me, this was destined 
by God before you were born. This was God's destiny for your life. Talk about giving you a foundation on which to build that is unmovable. There is nothing more beautiful than to praise your kids. There's nothing more beautiful than to place into your kids a foundation in their life where they believe they can do anything. Because there's been too many people brought up in life being told how stupid, how idiotic, how bad failures they are, rather than being told you're a gift from God with great destiny. And so I picked up those very valuable lessons and passed it on to my children. So they grow up into a home where there was provision, protection, and praise. And I'd love for some of you today to say, well, maybe I didn't grow up in a home like that, but maybe because of today, I can turn this thing around and establish a home of provision, protection, and praise. Provision, protection, and praise. Where Jesus is first, family is first, And the third thing that my mother taught me was generosity. Generosity. (laughs) Do you know what's embarrassing? I'm 53 years of age, and my mother still slips money into my pocket. I can't. I I, I get so embarrassed. On Friday, she slips me a $100 bill into my pocket. I'm saying, Mom, don't do this. And she looks at me and says, what's the matter? Are you too proud to take money off you? And she puts the guilt trip on me. And, and, it's, and I, I feel so awkward with that. What do I do with it? You know, it's like, Mom, just, it's just so awkward. Chainsaw next time. <laughs> Hey, listen, if a mum with an axe is scary, imagine a mum with a chainsaw. Come on. (laughs) So generosity. Now, that generosity is not just for me. You can't go visit my mum without leaving with something. This garden of hers where she plants all the vegetables, she digs it up herself. She she digs the garden. And and so yesterday she, she gave the shovel a good practice and she planted 12 plants of potatoes and she's just there you go so she says oh it works really well I thought that's great mum I'm pleased for that but she establishes this garden way beyond what she needs but she establishes it so she can be generous so that when people come to visit her they get organic vegetables that she's grown and nurtured and cared for herself so she can be generous and that and that's what I found I found that generosity just just gives back and so she was saying to me yesterday she says I got a lot of friends on the pension and they're always complaining about how they can't do this and they can't do that she says but I've got more than enough left over all the time and I and I try to work it out I said mom this can only be the blessing of God because it can't be anything else because I know what pensioners get and I just know how tough it is. But for her, she's got this incredible, 
And I, I look, I'm, I'm her executive, so I know exactly how much money she's got in the bank or she doesn't have it in the bank. I know exactly all of the finances. And when you try to compute it, the only thing you can put it down to is that out of the generosity, God keeps giving back to her, pressed down, shaking together, running over into a lap constantly. So the three things that my mother taught me was Jesus first, family first, generosity. And do you know what? If I can teach it to you and you can pass it on to someone else, you'll never fail. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. You guys are awesome. We're going to finish this morning, and I hope that you had a great breakfast, and please stay with us for some supper. But before we finish this morning, I just want to pray for all the families. I just want to pray for God to help you, that God will give you wisdom, that God will just help you to pass something on to that next generation. I look around and I see some single parents around here. Can I just say to you, don't ever feel that because you're a single parent, you can't pass anything precious on to your children. Because the greatest gift that you have is the gift of love and acceptance. That unconditional acceptance is the greatest gift. And you pass that on. Then don't ever let the enemy say to you, well, because... My partner's not here. The child is missing out. You cannot give what you don't have, but you can give what you do have. And what you do have is precious. So you keep giving that, and God will do the rest. Amen. Let me pray for all the families. Father, I just pray right now blessing upon all the families, Lord. I just want to thank you for role model families in this church. Role model families like David and Miriam Ollis, Lord, they've just gone out of their way. We're not talking perfect. None of us are perfect. But all of us can do our best. And Lord, and I just pray for wisdom to come upon all of our families. They can do their best and pass on a legacy of godliness. A legacy of godliness. Lord, I just pray also for those that have grown up in families where that legacy wasn't passed on to them. I just pray that they can draw a line in the sand today and say, as for me and my house, as of this day, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, of this day, we're going to make changes to make things godly and different. And so, Lord, I just pray blessing and honor and grace and peace upon your people in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from the North Shore Christian Centre Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at www.nscc.org.au. Through our website, you can keep up to date with what's happening in the life of our church in Chatswood, New South Wales, as well as accessing other free resource materials. 